Shafi. Shafi, are you there? Boys like Mexico! Yeah! sounds mean don't you we're back again for another magical hour a matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular from the east side of austin my name is Schaefer hall and i am so welcome so proud to welcome today my friend he's got the coolest haircut one of the coolest haircuts out there Victim. Fashion victim or fashion slave? You make the call. He's not afraid. They'll just pour some fruit juice in there. Put some fruit juice in there. From all the way up north, north of North Loop, just south of 183, it's Matthew Rampy. I'm oh, about to go ham on this cast. You're gonna go ham? Ham. Is that an acronym? It is an acronym. Actually, you're not familiar with that? No, I mean I, I've heard I've heard the term, but I don't know what the acronym it's stands. H A A M. Uh huh. Hard as a mofo. Do to O. Hard as a mofo. Yeah. And mofo is that an acronym? Uh, that's <laughs> a just, euphemism. I'm just, I'm just kidding. It's a, it's a euphemism. No, hey, this it's a is euphemism. a This is a family podcast, Matthew. <laughs> sure, it is. You step, you step Listen, lightly, my friend. If there's any families listening, stop right now. <laughs> this unless, is this is not the podcast for you. Unless the kiddos are up on their acronyms, maybe uh, maybe wait till after they go to bed. I'm concerned that my kids are learning too many acronyms. Yeah, that yeah. they've <laughs> then. Staying up all night listening to One Magical Hour under the covers? Well, they're learning to read, which is terrifying. Because <laughs> you have this great, you know, you have this honeymoon phase with your kids when they, like, they can't read. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, that's great. They can't read anything. And then later on, you're like, you know, you're spelling stuff <laughs> to keep it hush-hush and it don't work no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. That's just another one of the incredible difficulties of parenting. Put some fruit juice in there. That's what we do. That's morning time. That's what we call breakfast. Just put some fruit juice in those kids. Wake up, kids. It's time for some fruit juice. Well, how are you feeling today, my friend? I'm doing very well today. It's... Well, how are you doing this evening, my friend? We're... We're doing yeah, another yeah. we're doing another evening cast, which I'm positive is gonna become a fan favorite. You know what that in means. No time, right? That means tongues are gonna wag. It means what is it means that? is that a euphemism? It means our normally well collared, well heeled tongues are gonna be allowed to wag a little bit tonight. Uh no, I'm really excited. I'm fired up because uh, we we almost opened the bar today. Uh, we actually we actually did open the bar. Uh, we uh, all met up uh, at about way early this morning. Immediately started to find all of the problems that were going on, and they were many. Uh, first, we couldn't get the gas to turn on, which you know a myriad of issues, huh? 
Yeah, you got it. Uh, and then uh, there's a problem with the vent hood. So we're like throwing breakers. And then we had to get online ordering set up. We almost got that done. There was, you know, uh, it's just one thing after another. That sounds um, brutal. But we did, we did open up. We did actually have some, like, some of our old friends, uh, you know, some of our old neighbors who work in the complex come in at lunchtime. They drink some beer. Uh, we got to say hi to everybody. It was lots of fun. Okay, okay. And uh, we're, we're ready to go full swing tomorrow. Well, I so, bet everybody in the complex is ready to, is ready for you to get back in oh, the swing yeah. of things. Everybody who, you know, well, there's, it's only about, I would say it's about 15 to 20% of the complex that is still there, you know, okay, uh, yeah. on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. But those, yeah, those guys were really happy to see us, no doubt about that. Um, and, and we were happy to see them. Uh, really excited all around uh, to get grooving with this thing and uh, and we'll be doing it. But uh, I, was, I was pleased to still be able to come home relaxed a little bit. Uh, I watched some of the brand new Herb. I was sitting on my couch kind of relaxing and I got a text from my brother and it just said, there is a Herb Alpert documentary documentary live streaming on net, on uh, YouTube right now. And I was like, what? And so I pulled up YouTube and just started watching. Yeah, they're doing this special on, on the life of Herb Alpert, uh, you know, on the Tijuana Brass. Uh, do you know who that is off the top oh, of your sure. head? Oh, sure. Do okay. I know who Herb Alpert is? Yeah. Last Saturday morning, I woke up and Amy was like, what's that Herb Alpert song that they <laughs> that they uh, sample for all the hip-hop? And I was like, rise. Right. Uh, also, the Lonely Bull. Is that another one? Yeah. The Lonely Bull is the one from, it's from Hits from the Bomb. I mean, listen, I'm not saying that I'm any sort of Herb Alpert expert, but I am familiar with at least some of his work. Yeah, yeah. At least well, some samples of his no, work. Every everybody on the every single person on the face of this planet is familiar with uh, with his work. Like uh, anybody who collected vinyl at a young age, you know, if you were a teenager collecting vinyl in the nineties, every everywhere you went, there was Herb Alpert's entire discography. You could get it for like for like 25 cents a record and they all have the best album covers hmm. so everybody you know like even if you'd never heard of Herb Alpert you know you see the you see a copy of The Lonely Bull sitting there and it costs 25 cents you're like yeah this is I don't know what this record is but the cover alone is worth 25 cents uh, well, that was you, considerate of Dickie to hip you to that yeah yeah uh, the Dazzling Deep that I you know and I don't know how this escaped me uh, Herb Alpert is the A in A&M Records. A&M Records is Al- Alpert and Moss Records. Oh, okay. So then they, that. Yeah. they released every huge, you know, like in the in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, released every, like just tons and tons of major records, uh, like R.E.M. R.E.M. Records, Police Records, uh, Quince Jones Records, Burt Bacharach Records. Uh, all sorts of, all sorts of amazing stuff. So anyway, uh, I assume that, you know, uh, 
when I watch, there's a live stream, but I assume it'll be available. Yeah, I'll check that out. Uh, in the future, it's really, well, really you, fun. You're talking about only 15, 20% being back in the complex. I, I, was, uh, I was out and about in Austin, Texas today, and I, <laughs> I've spent a lot of time wanting the pandemic to quickly end, but um, after driving around today, I'm, I'm sort of in, in no hurry because... If you do need to go do something in Austin, Texas, you you can actually drive around the town. It's it's really incredible. Um, I, I, I picked up my kids yesterday. We participated in this uh, party for the parks, which Amy does every year, and it's a big fundraiser for the Parks Foundation. And this, of course, was virtual. And I had picked up the kids, and, and we drove down to Zilker Park to get our swag bags which actually turned out to be swag boxes and then our and then our dinners we paid for like it was like a dinner and a swag bag and then there was going to be a a virtual session with some music some live music and some giveaways there were some raffles and stuff and boy i tell you i went from like uh the the pods on like 32nd street and i got out on lamar and i just zipped right down to barton springs like no problem and i was sitting at the light at 12th street where this is like at 4 30 you know and normally on a 4 30 at 12th street going south on lamar it's just it's wall to wall it's bumper to bumper it's total gridlock man but like there were no cars <laughs> like i could see i could see all the way down so the traffic's, I hope that, I think that the working at home thing is the, the answer to this town's traffic problems or the world's traffic problems. Like, yeah, to be able uh, to, for, for your, I mean, it's mind blowing for your streets to be in a certain condition and then this happens and then you can just drive around town. Wow. What a, what a concept. Listen, I know that can't go on and you post pandemic it's of course the traffic's going to just stack back up but 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 I don't know it, at least we're seeing like how it's a stark example of how our behavior affects the world around us right no doubt and you know you can you can already see it getting back to normal too that's uh you know I've I found myself well, on the new, the local news which I often like to reference uh said that it was back to 80% of pre-pandemic levels, but maybe that's on I-35 or I don't know what, but in downtown Austin, you can just zip around. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't feel that bad yet. It doesn't feel back to 80%. Um, I don't know where they're getting there. That's probably one of those deals where the data is just skewed. Yeah. Um, speaking of skewed data, I... Uh, I feel like I'm going to spend so much time in this podcast going back to things that we said in the past. <laughs> like I'm constantly like, oh, we, I said this thing yesterday and on the next cast I want to like retract that. But I did hey, want to. Hey, man, that's the great thing about being in 20 <laughs> podcasts. Now we have other things. We yeah. have other podcasts to make reference. We're to. pulling from our own canon. It's like yeah. when the Beastie Boys started sampling themselves. Hey, buddy, you do what you want with your cannon. You, you, I'll, uh, I'll do what I like with mine. Thank you very much. You know you've made it when you're drawing upon your own uh, apparently, reservoir. Apparently, some of us are pulling cannon around here. I'm I'm pulling cannon, and I'm and I'm 
and I'm drinking from my own reservoir. I'm uh, I'm sh- I'm shining my cannon. I hope it doesn't have that brain eating amoeba in it. I'm not pulling it. I'm shining it. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I don't. This is not a shot across the bow, and this is only out of a sense of sort of journalistic integrity. Not that we're yes. journalists. But oh, I'm afraid I know did, what's coming. Did you notice that your plastic eating bacteria story was from 2018? <laughs> I was I was 100% unaware that I was reporting a two-year-old story. Uh, thank I, you for. Uh, I mean, thank you for keep, keeping uh, keeping us buttoned up around here, Matthew. I sort of remembered that story and its promise. And like two years on, where where is fire in your cannon? Where's our bacteria monster? <laughs> gotta watch, gotta watch him when he's pulling his cannon because that means soon the cannon's gonna fire. Listen, there's a <laughs> there's a Dutch kid that has a Susian machine that's just gonna drive around the Pacific and sweep up all that stuff. All right. So I so I say ask for two straws with your cocktail. <laughs> All right, we'll still give you no straws. Who, who really needs a straw? Uh, we'll, we'll look back on this pandemic and be like, "Oh, the driving was so great." I thought it was really nice of you, uh, One Natural Nation. I'd like you to know that when we were when we were prepping for this show, uh, you know, Matthew had it in the show. The show sheet. Did you notice that your story was two years old? And he actually, when we were when we were prepping, he actually asked. He was like, "Do you want me to not bring this up?" He uh, very politely offered. I said, "No, bring it up. Come on." I asked Schaefer if his what better humor than journalistic <laughs> integrity was the stuff open for examination. Without the humor we manufacture with our own incompetence, where would we be? Now if I'm, I, f- I fear <laughs> that I've set a bar too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be fact-checking my stories, buddy. I want you to take my stories at face value. I'll, uh... I will... And I want it to be like a funny face. I will I will be keeping my eye on your stories and firing my cannon at will, sir. That was... I had took those for words from you. You, you had said something to me about... In one of the early episodes, we were like, this is not a shot across the bow or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> uh, usually, if somebody says this is not a shot about a shot across your bow, then you want to get down as quickly as you possibly can. It's a sure sign. There's that. a shot across your bow coming in. <laughs> fire, cease fire. <laughs> That's the start of a hook. I would like for you to, uh, I would like to ta- task you with the job of coming up with a, uh, a little ditty for the do the numbers section. Matthew with the synthesizer. Can you set a mood? <laughs> I got you the say, funny number here. It's give me something rude. You say synthesizer better than I do. Well, I learned from an early age. Sally sells that, synthesizers found by the seashore. <laughs> 
All right, folks, let's do the numbers. Let's, let's, uh, take a take a deep dive into the details of one magical nation. We have 221 all-time listener, unique listeners. That number is up from the last time I told you. I think it's safe to assume. 836 all-time downloads. Uh, exciting. Uh, 390, 395 downloads in the last seven days, which is up 50% from the previous week. Dude, if we keep that trend going... That's, if that trend continues, then, then Dude, we're going places. We're and we're taking you guys with us. So I can't wait to strap in one, one Magical Nation, because it's going to be a crazy ride. Because everybody wakes up and says, I hope I discover the next great podcast. Yeah. And I'm in from the beginning. Oh, you don't listen to One Magical Hour? <laughs> That's how they'll say it. <laughs> Well, it's like they said on One Magical Hour yesterday. <laughs> so I, I want... I, I want the podcast to evolve, and we keep, we keep talking about this. We, of course, we keep talking about the numbers, but we keep talking about the guests we want to have on. The numbers like, are, are how we measure evolution. We're going to have a... Coming up, like, on the front line, it's like a craft beer episode with a star from a local brewery. We've that. got a very special episode with Lauren Marks. A Stitch in Time is her not is her book, right? A Stitch of Time. A Stitch of Time, yes. Um, I spoke to a friend of mine who's a professor in the RTF department right. at the University of Texas. He teaches uh, basically CGI, you know, computer. Does he want animation. us to come talk to your students about podcasting? Because we will. No, he wants us to stay far away from his students. He was very clear about that. He was like, I'll talk to you, but don't, don't get the university involved in this at all. Um, he's a good friend, and I think he's, he will do it reluctantly, but it could be a good conversation. Uh, Professor Ben Bays. And then I'm also friends with uh, the program director at KUTX, Matt Riley. He's in the group of, he's in the League of Extraordinary Mats, uh, which I'm a, a member of. And um, Matt Riley has this holiday party every year. Did you, have you, you've been to the holiday party with me, right? I still have not been. No. Okay, okay. Well, last year it didn't happen for various reasons. And then, of course, it's not going to happen this year. And I was hoping oh. that Matt Riley would come and talk to us about the holiday party just like a since we're, we're going into the holidays i haven't talked to him about this yet but this is what i'm going to propose C come on our podcast we're going to of course lavish him with praise for his work with kut and kutx of course and then we're going to talk about this this legendary holiday party that he and his wife have at their lovely home in Did hyde we... park every year it's it's so fantastic there's karaoke um could we do some in-episode karaoke? I mean, I suppose we could. I thought I did that with the news crews. Yeah. Um, so, yes. But I, is that what One Magic... Look, get back. Get get at us, please. Feedback at OneMagicalNation.com. Well, no, I say it wrong every time. Feed Because I'm thinking about you, not the podcast. I'm thinking about you, yeah. the listener. 
feedback at onemagicalhour.com. Yes or no, an informal poll. Would you like some in-episode karaoke? I feel like everybody says no to karaoke because most people don't Okay, well, I can't... I have a great... Put a pin in this. Uh, one reason that I want to bring Hugh on, who is our, our brewer maestro friend, is because he was... He was with me at Common Interest one night when I said, I'm going to do karaoke. And he was gripped by the fear. And he was like, <laughs> Rampy, I can't watch. I can't do this. There were, there were a few guys there that we were with. It wasn't like I was just with him. Like my friend was just going to leave me. But he yeah. was like, when you go up on stage, I'm going to be too embarrassed. I can't do it. And he, and he like was out in the foyer when I started my one of my main tracks, you know, the one that I do, and it came on and it came was anyway. The, was that anyway, a track look, by a Young MC? Yeah, I want I want to talk. I want to that that we're gonna we're gonna sample his beers. We're gonna give him a strong plug for Family Business Brewing there in Dripping Springs, and then we're gonna and then we're gonna talk about that experience at karaoke because it's it's right in the poor choices cat category. I am super excited okay. about that. I'm a, I'm a Kamikaze Kariokai champion. Did you know uh, that it, it, did you know that at Graham Central Station in Wichita Falls, Texas, where my mom lived for a time, I went to a karaoke night there. A, a girl that I waited tables with, Tiffany, also was from there. And once we were there together and she was like, come out to Graham Central Station. And I won a Kamikaze Karaoke Championship. Kamikaze Karaoke. Kamikaze Karaoke is is characterized by this. You choose a category. Country, classic rock, or pop. And you don't know what song you you get. Like you the 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 KJ pulls it from a hat. You don't know what your song is until you get on stage. Wow. And I will. I won in Wichita Falls on I think of like a Sunday night <laughs> in Graham Central Station. Graham Central Station. What a place! There's a slice of Americana. What song did you sing? Well, it was funny because I did a warm up, and at the time my go to was "Sweet Child O' Mine." Uh huh. And I had also chosen classic rock. For my category, so I went up. I did my warm up. Some time went by. The contest came. I'm when absolutely, I, when I'm I, absolutely gripped by this story. Just this is know. a true story. When I got back up on stage, they pulled from the hat and they pulled "Sweet Child of Mine." Wow! wow. And so, the, so then the KJ was like, "No, no, no. He's already done this one." So they pulled again, and they pulled uh, "Hit Me with Your Best Shot." Pat Benatar, and I crushed it. And that's one of my that's one of my go to specialties too. Is like a a female song. Like yeah. I love doing Madonna's Borderline. Oh wow! You know, but you know, you do it. You get to you know. I'm kind of a a jock douche kind of guy, <laughs> and I get up and I do a very like feminine track. You know, only only on the outside, Matthew. Right. Right, and if you don't know, but if you looked at, if you just saw me, 
You said it. You said it like a week ago. You dress like a dad in the in the best of ways, in the best of senses. Hey, I dress I dress like a dad too, and yeah. I'm not a cool dad. I won like a hundred dollar gift card to Applebee's or something. Hey, yeah, I remember. It was the hey. thrill of victory. There's there's people in this world who have no Applebee's at all, my friend. Right. That's a good point. Shout out to those mofas. <laughs> Entirely without Applebee's. I don't know where they find their wives. So, um, what's that I hear? I don't know. What do you hear? Oh. It's news. Oh, yeah, it's the news cruise. So, it's exciting and I feel like this is the least popular part of the <laughs> of the podcast for sure but look nobody's excited to hear the news these days it's just the way it is i think that what we're doing is curating the news for people exactly really just bringing the stories that you miss under the mountain of catastrophe uh, yeah under the mountain of horrible stuff so once again we're going to my favorite media outlet the bbc for some reason I, I don't know i think that the british government lies to their people less but i could be wrong um, this, I, is from the, this is from the business section. Subway rolls ruled too sugary to be bread in Ireland. <laughs> yeah. The rolls used in Subway's hot sandwiches contain too much sugar to be considered bread, according to Ireland's Supreme Court. This went, to, this went to Ireland's Supreme Court. Wow. Ireland's highest court made the ruling in a case about how the bread is taxed. And this is all about VAT, and I don't understand that. They have some sort of designation on a bread as a staple food, and so bread is taxed gotcha. at a lower something or something. It's a staple product with zero VAT. And uh, there was a franchisee in, uh, in an Irish subway who in Galway who uh, wanted to be taxed less on his bread. And, and uh, they, took, they went all the way to the highest court <laughs> in the land. And under Ireland's VAT Act of 1972, ingredients in bread, such as sugar and fat, should not exceed 2% of the weight of flour in the dough. But at Subway, the content is around 10% for both white and whole grain rolls. Here's a spokesman for Subway. He said, Subway's bread is, of course, bread. <laughs> like, uh, who are you trying to convince there, buddy? Listeners listeners in Ireland, would you like Matthew Rampy to do an Irish accent or not do an Irish accent? Uh, I don't, it's really not in my, <laughs> in my repertoire. Because, frankly, I'm voting for the accent. Um, and, so, and so long, Irish listeners. It's not the first time Subway's bread has been in the spotlight. In 2014, the company announced it was removing azodicarbonamide, the so-called yoga mat chemical, from its rolls. <laughs> Thanks, Subway. <laughs> the chemical is used to whiten flour and improve the condition of dough. It is also used to make vinyl foam products, as as yoga mats, <laughs> and the underlay for carpets. So, wow. I, I feel with all the turmoil in this country and the concern over our highest court 
at least we know that out there in the world, shout out to our Irish listeners, that there is a Supreme Court of the land making, obviously, the best decisions for its people. Yeah, less yoga mats in our bread. Thank you very much. But look, I've been to Subway and the bread is delicious, but I wouldn't have thought that like, okay, if it's got 10% sugar and in fact, then when like Irish consider their their bread at 2%, like that doesn't sound like very good bread, right? Like that's a very Spartan bread. Yeah, I I don't know. This is going to lead to the Irish subway famine of 2020. It, uh, it's, <laughs> it makes me wonder how much sugar is in our bread at the front page. I don't think that there's very much in it. Listen, I've got enough Irish ancestry to say anything about the Irish. Hey, all right. I, I wasn't calling you out. I don't know. You're calling me out. Stop calling me out on my own program. Oh, there's, there's the Irish coming out at me. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I, you know, part of me knows that that was rude, but also part of me thought that it was not a terrible joke. I like that part of you better. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us on News Cruise tonight. Let's get past this. Yeah. I, I, we have a, <laughs> we have a creative endeavor that I'm dying to hear about. Oh, well, uh, shout out to you. Uh, an original member of One Magical Nation and uh, one of our good old buddies, Jameson Driscoll, who is making his way through grad school at Texas Tech University. Uh, he uh, was tapped to write a profile for the School of Theater and Dance newsletter. Um, and he wrote a profile of his old buddy, Matt Posey, who is a, a really cool dude. Uh, he was in... Uh, no Country for Old Men. Uh, he was in the remake of Magnificent Seven. He was in uh, coolest in my book is True Stories, the David Byrne movie. Uh, and he graduated from the theater program at Texas Tech uh, under this uh, guy Greg Sorens, uh, George Sorensen, uh, who I actually crossed paths with uh, once or twice uh, when I was a kid doing theater at Lubbock High School. A uh, very cool guy. Uh, and Jameson uh, wrote a very neat uh, little profile of of Mr. Posey, a, uh, a pioneer of the Suavant Guard. Hold on uh, just a, it, hold on just a second. Are you are you poking your microphone or anything over there? No, that's just my mouse. <laughs> <laughs> There's some kind of popping going on too, so just be aware of that. I'm sorry to interrupt. Goodbye. I don't know what it. I don't. I'm not sure what it could be. Okay. Uh, but I think I think it was me banging my. Uh, I have a like kind of a. A nervous tick where I mess around with my mouse. Are you playing uh, jacks over there? My mouse allows probably like picking it up and banging it. Again. Is that it? Uh, no, like there's that. there's some little there's some connection going on. Sorry, folks. We are we are actively working on this audio production scene. We're trying some new things. Tonight, this episode folks. might sound different. Hopefully, better. But might sound better. Uh, or maybe it'll just be too full of. Uh, so we're definitely picking up on a lot. 
we've we've realized we have the wrong mics but uh, listen let's get to i this is the one thing on the show sheet i'm actually dying to get to i'm sorry to interrupt one magical nation uh those of you who are in dallas check out the okra house theater uh run by our friend matt posey uh doing a lot of really neat stuff there and uh go jameson we're loving everything that you're doing up north up north Oh, wait, but you weren't... I thought you were going to summarize the article. I was kind of in the process of doing that, and then and then we had our little technical and then diversion. I, and then I derailed you. And then you, you. said you, I, said you no. had something you were excited about, so I... Uh, no, 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 no. This is the thing I'm excited about. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> See? I was like, Miscom- all right, dude, I'll wrap it up. Miscommu- <laughs> no, no. Miscommunications <laughs> even happen between podcast partners. Yeah, it happens. No, no. I'm wait- I've been waiting for this story. <laughs> And then I, you started to set it up, and then I totally interrupted you. I am sorry. That's, uh, that's all right. Go on. I want to hear more about this. I have. I, that was all the content I brought. Go. Matt Posey keeps working as an actor, but uh, the really cool thing that he's doing right now uh, is he runs this Ochre House Theater uh, in Expo Park in Dallas. I'm not familiar with Dallas, but that's I guess that's a neighborhood there. Uh, they've been operating for I guess a decade and a half now uh, original productions uh, Matt uh, writes some of them by himself and uh, there's some puppetry inspired uh, by the Japanese bunraku tradition which I don't know much about but uh, Mr. Posey says that it's adapted for our purposes uh, with a wink uh, the result is irreverent rivalous ribaldus adults only puppetry that is at once that is at once ostentatious and entertaining uh sign me up for that and uh they go on to say that uh they're going to try to expand their uh the ochre house season uh to include more shows they do currently do they do about five productions a year they're going to try to increase that anyway it's really neat uh i'll probably tweet it out uh via our via our Twitter feed uh, so anybody who wants to read the whole thing they can do it meantime thank you Jameson sorry for the interruption and we can move on to the next whatever it is that Matthew's so excited about next no that that was the thing <laughs> that was the thing I was excited about <laughs> I know what you were excited about you are excited about quiz questions about your podcasting partner weren't you i mean i do like that part of the show weren't but I, was, you? I was really wondering about james's story i'm sorry i it's all right I'm hey sorry. we got no we got we james's got, story we got a um, big, I, I realize I'm, now too like if you're here i'm launching my cannon across your bow i don't I mean i'm gonna stop doing that now if there's if you hear a lot of noise in the background it's it's our it's our guest my garage fridge <laughs> your garage fridge and my uh, and my mouse need to start their own podcast. I think it's, that podcast is gonna sound like this. The That's interlude. My my daughter was using a podcasting app for a while, and it's got these nice little interlude music.
music's in it. Your daughter was using a podcasting app? Yeah, we were doing a podcast for a little while. Oh. Yeah, until she took the phone to school, and then Amy saw that she had taken a picture at school, and then we asked her, did you take the phone to school? It was like Amy's old phone. And she was like, no. Uh Uh-oh. And she clearly had. So that ended our podcast. Oh. That was back in the spring. She got the phone taken away from her. Oh, dude, she's playing piano. Remember, you, remember, you had come over and put those masking tape notes on her piano keys. Yeah, yeah. She well, she was asking me to remove them. <laughs> she was like, I. She's been in piano lessons now for six months or so. Oh yeah, and, it's probably time to take those and, off. And she was like, she was like, these just kind of grab my fingers when I'm going across the keys. And I was like, oh yeah, and remember Schaefer put those on there. <laughs> but she was like. Oh, I, we need to take a video of my where I'm at so we can show Shafi. I was yeah, like, yeah, that's a good idea. I think that's awesome that she's still playing. I had a lot of fun uh, playing with her that day. Uh, yeah, she's really enjoying it. Um, okay, quiz time. Do uh, we have, I think we, do we we wrapped up last time with question eighteen. Uh, where you spend your summers as a child, right? Yes. So, question nineteen. We're coming down, coming down to the wire here, guys. Uh, we're gonna need to find a new quiz pretty soon, just so you know. Or you know, maybe find another. <laughs> maybe start doing some. Maybe start getting some guests in here. You had mentioned that. Um, you got those from Psychology Today, right? Yeah. So I went to their website and checked out some more of their quizzes. Like, I think we can just pull from there if we, you know, if we're doing, if we're continuing to do quizzes. That's good to know. Yeah. We'll continue our delve to delve into our own psychologies, our own respective psychologies. All right. What are your, this should be a fun one. What are your podcast partners, favorite and least favorite aspects of their work? Uh, Wait, of our current work? Yeah. Pass. I think that you could probably answer for me a little easier than than I could answer for you. Uh, I think... (laughs) I, I, I know what my answer is. With bartending, if I could be a little cheeky here, with bartending, your favorite and your least favorite aspects of your work are the people. Right? Hell is other people. <laughs> but so is heaven. Like, through the bartending day, there's the customers that you have that you're just so excited to see. Like, they make your whole day better. It's so awesome. And, uh, and you know, every time they walk in, you smile and you have fun. And then there's other customers. And they tend, unfortunately, there's, there's kind of a reverse... Uh, it's a reverse proportion. Uh, the ones that you least like to see are the ones who come in the most frequently. But there's some customers who are just like, just great on you. Like, <laughs> oh dear. Like they're. <laughs> well, listen, I waited a lot of tables. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's it for me. I'd say, yeah, my favorite and my least favorite 
part are people. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Well, for me, I have doubled down on my computer skills over the years. And while I do really still enjoy working with Adobe products and doing graphic design and all the other creative things that I get to do with computers, actually being at a computer terminal for eight, nine hours a day is really bad for your health and for your body. And um, yeah, I hope to strike a balance going forward. I hear you, buddy. At this, at this, you know, these sort of endeavors are part of that. Like, even though we're using computers, this isn't the same as clickety clack. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Even if there is some clickety clack, some literally, some literal clickety clack. There, there's literal clickety clack going on. I listen. I, I see the meter. I I think that uh, the garage fridge is like a big part of this episode. <laughs> I've you know after. Uh, after we talked earlier, I I took my hand off of the mouse entirely. Uh, you just changed something there, and now I'm getting a bunch of garage fridge. What did you do? I don't know. Interesting. Something, whatever you did. Oh, well, I, just... I think garage fridge, like, kicks on, you know. Kicks on so. and off. Um, I was looking at stocking stuffers for us, which is like this mic shield thing where it's just like, uh, a foam thing that just makes a TP around the mic. Yeah. Look, look, look for that for a stocking stuffer. Stops the pups. You're not yawning during the podcast, are you? Negative. Okay. I would never. Next question. I would never yawn. I would never check fantasy football scores. What? I would never do. Put your mouse down. I would never do any of those things. (laughs) Uh, Next question. Does your podcast partner consider themselves more like their mother or their father in terms of personality? In what way? Pass. Pass. Okay. No, Uh, no. I, I can answer first if you like. Did you just change something again? Oh, you must have muted yourself. Is that better? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, what's different? I'm just changing input levels. Yeah. You're a little quiet now. How about that? That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's the sweet spot. There's a little bit in the background, but not as much as before. And, and, your, and your voice sounds really good. We are amateurs, folks. We're getting there. We're only, we've only, we've only podcasted twenty times, nineteen and a half times. It seems like we'd be better. 
I think uh, I, you obviously you obviously had more faith in us than I did. Uh, I, I think I have I have worked as an audiovisual professional. Uh, hey, yeah, that's I definitely never have. Um, anyway, so that's probably as much as this does sound good. That's probably on you. I definitely have tried to podcast before with a total lack of success. So I, I think what you were suggesting earlier that we should get dynamic mics. Yeah, yeah. Rather than condenser mics. I think that's the next step. Dynamic mics and you know, if we want to get serious about mixing all these different sounds in, then we need to get we need to get mixers too. Get at us feedback at onemagicalhour.com. <laughs> Tell us what idiots we are for using the mics we're using. Okay, let's... Honestly, let's go ahead and skip question 20. uh, And go to question 21. What purchase is your podcast partner currently considering? And what's on their wish list? So I think we got it now, folks. We need a... We need a... Dynamic mics and mixing boards. I don't know. I think there might be another... There might be a new computer in my future. Uh, this thing is probably about 15 years old now, but, uh, I got this mic from somebody who just pulled up in the yard and (laughs) handed it to me. The mic, yeah, the mic's, uh, the mic would be fine if we were, if we were a jug band, if we were, (laughs) if we were a bluegrass band all recording in a barn, we would have the perfect mic. This is the perfect mic. Okay. (laughs) Well, maybe this is our sound. We shouldn't change a thing. And everybody's like, no, change it. Okay. <laughs> there'll there will definitely be changes. Yeah. Don't you worry about that, one magical nation. And speaking of bands recording in barns, uh, after we talked about Alex Battles uh, in the Whiskey Rebellion last last time, uh, I spent I spent the rest of the day just listening to old Alex Battles recordings that I have. And so I wanted to go out with another Alex Battle song today. Uh, it's called The Road. And this is uh, one of those where every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I, for- I forgot about I forgot about it. But this is one of my all time favorite songs. And uh, and it gets me because uh, it's a uh, it's it's something that it's a very universal feeling, I think. Uh, but it's still a feeling that you needed to be that you need to be reminded of every now and then. Uh, so, you guys remember the poor the choices, the sweeter the wine. She picked up her rental car this morning. Just to get the hell out of town She don't know where she's going yet As she puts on her shades Turns the key and lays the pedal down She rolls down the window And her scarf whips in the wind She sings along to the radio She's 
thinking about the things she had and what she left behind that sent her out alone on this road. The road will take you home, girl, even when you've forgotten which way to go. Don't worry, baby girl, the road remembers, the road will take you Tired of Arthur Miller's and Joe DiMaggio's Loving her for what they want her to be She's a pile of contradictions to everyone but herself The distance burns her past in effigy after 14 hours and three tanks of gas She feels the ties that bind her start to break She stretches out on her motel bed and lights a lucky strike And thinks about the next move she'll make Take you home, girl, even when you've forgotten which way to go. Don't worry, baby girl, the road remembers, the road will take you home. Don't worry, baby girl, the road remembers. Take you